You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part five of five and showcases the testimony of Jonas Brenneman. Looks like you took some risk. We were talking about that this morning. You face some big lines in your life. Do some stuff. I want to just have a moment here. And Brother Larry, I don't know if you want to come down and, and, and just kind of play something on the piano there or something. We just kind of have a little time of reflection and evaluation. But the challenge was given. And uh, Jonas was very clear about that. Uh, do you know where you are to go if you were to die right now? And it's very easy to say, well, I'm going to live a long time. Well, you may and you may not. Life is, one of my sermons coming up is the certainty of uncertainties. And we can be certain that life is uncertain because we really don't know. And we don't know what this evening brings. We really don't know. We've been talking on Wednesday evening and there is no reason left why Jesus could not return even this very moment to take us home with him. There's no thing left undone that needs to be done. And that would be for we who are his children. For those who are not, you're here to deal with the garbage that's going to happen. And uh, I don't want to go through that. And we're going to be looking and talking more about that in the weeks to come. But I just ask you to bow your head and I want you to ask you already know already in your heart, but I want you to, to ask yourself the question, do, do I know that I'm a child of the King? Do I know that I know that I know that I know that I know? Do I have that assurance that Jesus is my Savior, that God is my Heavenly Father? I've received Him by faith. And that and that alone is my reason why I am part of his family. It's nothing I have done. It's nothing I could ever do. It's not my church. It's not my baptism. It's not my religion. But it's simply my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It's the blood of Jesus that I am allowing to be poured over my life that is redeeming me, that is placing me in the family of God. If, ask yourself that question. Do I know that? Is that what I'm trusting and depending on right now? If you do not know, if you're not sure, or if you're thinking, I think so, or I hope so, do not depend on a hope or a think so. Be assured and know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I would ask that you just, from your heart, in your own words that you just say, 
God, I know that you love me and you have done all this for me. And yet I have tried to reach you with my gifts and my works and my attitude and my religion. Though you must confess that, Lord, my way is wrong and I'm sinful. And I must completely and entirely and solely receive your gift of eternal life and joy and hope and peace, abundant life by faith and trust in your Son, Jesus Christ alone. Receive that completely and wholeheartedly this evening. And know the peace and the freedom and the joy and the new life that comes from that. Stop playing games. Make it real today. And for we who are Christians that have been sitting on the sidelines, or as we said this morning, tiptoeing through life, hoping to arrive safely at death, thank you for the testimony of Jonas and of him leaving a culture that is his home. That's all he knows. And it's not that he's being mean or ugly and he's shared that his family has received him and he's part of the family and there's a good relationship there. Father, I thank you for allowing him to step out in faith, although it seemed and appeared like a risk, but it was stepping out in faith to receive all that you had for him. And now he sees very clearly more clearly than he ever could before. Lord, I pray that you would help us to step out in faith with what we normally or sometimes would call risk. But with you, it is no risk as you've led us and called us. And that doesn't mean you've called us all to go to Nicaragua or to be door-to-door evangelists, but you've called us to be light called us to be salt. And Lord, wherever we go and whatever we say and all that we do is to be a reflection of you in its pure and simplest form of your holy, powerful love and grace extended to us. So Father, may we live a life of thanksgiving to you and for you. Brother Larry is going to lead us in a hymn. And, uh, if you need to make some type of commitment or decision, I'd be happy to pray with you. You can go and talk with someone else or pray with someone else. Uh, but just, I want to make sure that everyone tonight, in their spirit, in their heart, they know that they're exactly where they need to be. And when they leave, there are no questions, there are no regrets, there are no I wonder ifs. So let's stand, Brother Larry. What are we going to sing? Number 300. And if the Lord wants you to come and kneel here and pray, or you want us to pray with you, we'll be happy to do that. Let's share this song.
to go, but uh, I told uh, Jonas that uh, we may have a question and answer time, and some of you may have some questions you would like to ask of him, so I want to give you an opportunity to do that. While we have him here, I'm sure he'd love to come back again, but uh, I want to ask you to come on up here, my brother, my brother, brother, and if y'all have some questions, uh, he's the expert. And so, just fire away at him. Is that okay? That's, that's, that's okay. Man. Let me just say what he touched on, and this is a question a lot of people ask, is how is my relationship with my family? It's better than it has been in years. It, they receive me, and uh, they said, you know, you'll always be our son, and they love me, and they dearly love me, and they seem to change in me. They know where I stand now, and they're so overjoyed. They would... Rather I be Amish, but they accept me just the way I am, and they're very happy for me, and I love them dearly. For most of them do. There's a few of them, and I'm sure this is what everybody has heard that. Uh, uh, when you leave the Amish, they just pretty much kill you off and they have a funeral for you and everything else. This is very rare. I've actually never heard of it in my life that I know of. I know it has been done, but I don't know anybody that has done it. This is very rare. Most of them will still love you. They'll still allow you to come home, whatever. However, they will remove your name from a church list if you join the church. You no longer a member there and they'll put you on a ban from the church membership until you come back and are faithful to the church. Oh really? I didn't didn't know anything about that and I, I totally agree disagree with that and I know my parents would also and people around here would disagree. But uh, as you as you said, it happened. Have you Brother Chris this time? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> 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 no. But I do think a lot of him. He, he's a real good friend of mine. Yes, he. He's, I've I've already learned a lot from him, and his dad too. I don't know if y'all know his dad, Roger Skipworth, but. He, if uh, if you don't, you need to. Uh, he's, and I just want to advertise a little for him. I, we went to a, a Bible conference out in Oklahoma the first of this week. Well, we actually left Saturday, Friday, and we're out there from uh, 
that started Saturday to um, Wednesday and uh, heard 21 sermons in four days. <laughs> but uh, it was a really good time, and uh, Roger preached there uh, one time, and it was one of the most powerful sermons I've ever heard. And he is an evangelist, and if y'all ever would feel interested, uh, he would be glad to uh, come and uh, preach. He, he loves preaching. And he, it, it's, I said, uh, when he got done, I said, I ain't never laughed so hard in, my, in a service, and I ain't never cried so hard in a service. He, he's really a special guy. Does anybody else have anything? That, uh, it's not that much different. I mean, it's, uh, you can look at it. Some have cars and some don't. But uh, most, it's more or less, uh, the Mennonites are just a little more liberal. They allow more things than the Amish. Uh, the faith, uh, as far as I know, is the same. I mean, it's, and I know it varies. And the Amish, too, it varies from uh, different communities. It varies just a little. It's kind of like uh, the different churches. Uh, you have the Baptists and the uh, Church of Christ, and you have your variations. And I don't know a whole lot to, about all that. I, I basically know what I grew up in, and that's the, they call it the Old Order Amish. And uh, you have the Old Order Amish, you have the New Order Amish, which are uh, we would call them uh, far left. I mean, they're very liberal, and uh, I wouldn't. There's a lot of lost people in that, and there's a lot. This is what religion does. It uh, de you depend on religion for faith, and you put your faith in religion instead of Jesus Christ, and that that uh, does not work. And the, so, the new order. I wouldn't. I don't know. I have. I've never really. Don't know that much about them. But uh, you have old order Amish, new order Amish, and also old order Mennonites and new order Mennonites. But as far as the faith, for the most part, it's it's the same. No. No. That. It, uh, they split in, I believe it was in the 1600s, so that was quite a while before cars. But uh, they, they went their own separate ways and had different churches since then. And uh, I don't really know uh, how they, uh, what, what the factor was in that. But basically what has happened over the years, I've, I've seen photos of uh, the Amish uh, and back uh, in the, like the, when the, first started taking pictures, and it was one of the earliest pictures I could find, and you didn't notice a whole lot of difference from anybody else, but uh, they just uh, kept in their own separate uh, ways and the traditions, and uh, those traditions carried over and became religion, and I, th I think that's where a whole lot of the religion come from, and uh, they just, I guess they just felt, the Amish felt that that cars wasn't something they needed, and the Mennonites were Thank you for listening to this podcast series. 
Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.